Hi there. Welcome to Hey You Talk Show, bringing you interesting topics that you want to hear and entertain you. Today, we're going to talk about my experience at the hospital. I thought I was having a stroke. I went to the hospital, got checked out, but I'll let you know exactly at the end what was my diagnosis. So let's start from the beginning. I woke up on a Tuesday morning and my left ear felt like it was on fire. It was very hot and pretty much from my left eye to my cheek uh, to my chin, kind of like a little rounded area, that felt very hot. And I was thinking, well, maybe I'm getting a, an ear infection. I never had an ear infection, but if I had one, I figured that's the way it was going to feel. So that was kind of weird. So I'm like, oh no, maybe with this COVID stuff, maybe I'm getting COVID. All right. So then I just, I stay asleep. Now this is in the middle of the night. All right. So now I wake up, it's the morning and I feel my left elbow is feeling tight and it's not numbing. It's not tingly. It just feels like I have tennis elbow. I mean, I had tennis elbow before on my right side arm, but not my left side. So my left side felt like I was having tennis elbow and I felt pain all the way to my pinky. So I'm like, okay, well, that could be a coincidence. So then I got up and I started walking, but then I still, I started to feel tingly from my left calf all the way to my big toe. So I'm like, okay, this is all on the left side and symptoms are always on the left side. So I'm like, I don't know. It could be coincidence. The reason I'm saying it's coincidence is because the day before I was uh, trimming the grass. My son cut the grass, but I was trimming the grass all around the edges, the edging, how, however you want to say it. So that's what I was doing. So to me was, if my ear felt like that, it probably was the allergies. And if my elbow and my foot, my, my left foot, maybe that was the tremor. So I'm like, okay, it's just coincidence. All right. So I told my wife, just in case, you know, something happens or I get, if I get other symptoms, she's aware. Well, she ends up telling my kids and my kids and uh, my wife are like, go to the hospital. You're having a stroke or it could be symptoms of a stroke or you could have uh, a mini stroke, however you want to say it. Uh, but, you know, stroke is a stroke. And so I just ignored it. I'm like, nah, I don't think so. You know, just let it be. So then I have a conversation with my dad because my dad used to do some medical stuff and he told me, you know what, you need to go to the hospital, get checked, you know, just in case, because my brother last year got a stroke. So I was like, okay, well, what's going on with this? So my dad was a little worried about, cause my, again, like I said, my brother had a stroke, so he was worried. I was hoping he would say not to worry about it, but I, I ignored everybody. So then that night, I don't know if you remember from my first podcast, is that my stress relief is going to a bar, having a few drinks, listening to live music, and just unwinding. That's the way I unstress. So I went to the bar. Probably the worst thing you could do, but I, it's been a while, so I went to the bar. So I had a good time. Stayed to, I don't know, maybe 12 at night. You know, I think I got there around 6, and we stayed till 12. We actually went to two bars. So it was a friend of mine, and it was me and a friend of mine. We went to one bar, then I met up with my wife, and actually my cousin happened to be there. Then my friend's girlfriend went there. So, you know, we ended up staying a little bit later. 
No problem. Had a, had a few shots, had some drinks. Great. All right. Now it's time for the next morning. All right. So I get up. I'm fine. I'm good. Because usually when I drink, I could get up in the morning because my body just, it's, it's awake. My body just stays awake. I'm going through the motions. You know, got dressed, drove to work. Everything's fine. Uh, getting the day started. And then I think it was about 830 because I go in at seven. So at 830, I kind of felt uh, my left arm, my, my whole arm from my shoulder all the way to my fingers. It, it felt like this tingling feeling the whole arm. It wasn't part of it or just, a, you know, only certain sections. It was the whole arm felt tingling. And then I felt a little lightheaded. Now, the tingling lasted maybe a minute. It wasn't continuous, you know, and then my um, the lightheadedness pretty much happened for about a good 10 seconds. You know, so within 30 seconds, all this was gone. But again, it was all on the left side. And what do people say? Your left side is when you're going to have a stroke. You know, so I'm like, okay. I can't ignore the signs anymore. I'm going to have to go to the ER because everything's my on my left side. This is already five things happening on my left side. It'll be different if I had some on the right and some on the left, but this one was constantly just being on the left. So, okay. I'm like, I can't ignore everything. I tell my coworker, hey, I'm going to the doctor. I'm into the ER. I think I have another stroke. I got some symptoms. So, but get this. He tells me, hey, can you help me bring some boxes over? Oh, I got to take boxes over to the next building. Can you help me? <laughs> you would think they're like, oh, my God, you think you're having a stroke? Okay, go, go, go. Do what you got to do. And he's all like, well, he, he's new. Just so I know where to go and how to do it and so forth. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I, I'm not feeling, you know, I don't have any numbness. I'm not, you know, feeling anything like I'm paralyzed on one side. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll go. So I w we went that. I went to help him and all that. So I ended up leaving like 30 minutes later. Uh, so, that, so then I go. On the way, I called my wife and said, hey, I'm going to the ER. I think I'm having a stroke. I, I, got the sim I got more symptoms. And I go, I feel fine, but I'm just letting you know. So she goes, oh, okay, good. I'm glad you're going. So, you know, I'm on my way to the, to the hospital. So what ended up going is to one of those uh, clinics, those uh, emergency clinics. And it said Baptist uh, Hospital. And it said emergency room. It didn't say urgent care or anything. So I thought it was a full-blown uh, hospital. I thought it was a small one, but no, it ended up being uh, just an urgent care. Uh, so anyways, I go in there because my wife and daughter have been there before. So they, I, I know they were a good hospital there. They treated my, my wife and daughter great. You know, we had a good experience with there. So then that's why I went. And I think I, I pretty could have got all my treatment there, except I didn't ha they didn't have an MRI. So that was the only thing that kind of wasn't able to stay there. So again, I'm getting ahead of myself. All right. So I go to the urgent care. I, I get checked in. I, I tell them I'm feeling stroke. I feel like strokes. I give them the symptoms. They told me to smile. That goes based on my smile. They said, okay, let's go ahead and come in. Uh, I got in right away. I just, there was no waiting, no filling out paperwork. Just come straight in. Okay, I'm like, cool. This is cool. I like this. You know, of course, I'm pretty sure based on my symptoms, they put me in. Uh, so I go to the room. 
It's actually room number five, which five for uh, for my family is a lucky number for us. So I'm like, I'm in room five. Uh, so I go in there. Uh, right away, they start taking my blood pressure. Like as soon as I'm going into room five, I got like about uh, three people coming in with me. So they, they lay me down. They um, they start taking my blood pressure, start taking all, all my vitals pretty much. They start asking me what are my symptoms, how long has it been, um, when was the first time I felt uh, these symptoms, when was when was the last time I felt normal, uh, getting pretty much to everything, uh, everything I ate, everything I did, did I, did I fall down, did I have a concussion, uh, try to see exactly like to rule out some, uh, rule out things. Uh, so I gave them all the information. You know, I didn't have a concussion. I didn't fall down. I didn't. I don't feel no numbness and so forth. So they took my blood pressure. Uh, I think my blood pressure, if I'm right, got it right, was 218 over 115. Uh, then they waited a while. Then I took it again. It was 208 over 110. And they waited a little while too. And then it became like 202 over 102 or something like that. So it was going down, but it was still high. And they were pretty much nervous that I was going to stroke out because my blood pressure was so high. Now they did ask me, did I take my medication? And fortunately that day, I forgot to take my medication that morning. And I do take 30 milligrams of lisinopril. For those who know uh, blood pressure, usually a normal person will take about 10 milligrams, you know. And they could go up to 20, but I was taking 30. So I already had high blood pressure. Now, just to make sure I'm giving you all the facts, everything, what happened, all right. Uh, two weeks ago, prior to this, I had two days that I had real bad high blood pressure. Well, not high blood pressure. I had real big migraines, and they lasted for hours. Uh, they started like at two in the morning, and finally around noon, I was able to get some sleep because when you have a migraine like this, you cannot sleep. Uh, so, you know, the pressure behind my eyes, my head, I felt nauseated, I vomited, I, you know, I everything that associates it with the migraine that happened to me. Then I think about four or five days later, it happened again, same time, same everything. And I, it was just, it was just hard. It was just the worst feelings. Now, I do get migraines from time to time. And I take a medication called resitriptin. And I get a couple of pills. I think it's 12 pills a month. And you take them as needed. Now, pretty much when my prescription's done, I'm like ready for my next prescription. I rarely uh, have any extra pills because I constantly take them. And I constantly have migraines. So I just want to get you a little backstory on that. And the reason I was getting those migraines is because uh, my blood pressure was getting high. And you could pretty much tell when your blood pressure is high if you normally have high blood pressure because the back of your neck like on each side kind of feels like tingling and like like fingers are on there pressing and and then my head feels a little cloudy so I know my blood pressure is up it's kind of like an overwhelming feeling sometimes and I felt it and I monitored it it was like 177 over 98 172 over 96 so I I know it was getting high for the whole week it was high I called my doctor um, he got me in which is surprising because this time is kind of hard to find a doctor to go ahead and and get an appointment right away because my doctor would normally like oh you want something's wrong you got a month or two to, to go see him because of I don't know what's going on with him right now 
Um, but I, luckily I was able to get in. He's a real nice guy. I love this doctor, but, um, talked to him. He increased my blood pressure to 30 milligrams. So I was taking 20 and it went up to 30. So, uh, so that's a little backstory about my health conditions. What's leading up to all this. So now back to the story. So now I'm getting checked for everything. They do a CAT scan on me. They and then they do an x-ray on my shoulder, my left shoulder, just to see what's going on. And they want to see like a, a CAT scan for my arteries. And what they found was it, on my right side of my brain, it appeared to be uh, I'm either forming a blood clot in my brain or I have a blood clot in my brain. So that's what they were telling me. And they said, more likely, it's not a stroke, but we still can't rule it out because we don't have an MRI to, to rule it out. But something's going on in your in your brain, so in your head. So we got to figure out what that is. Uh, so they go, since we don't have an MRI, we're going to have to transport you to the, uh, the main hospital. And I'm like, okay, you know, like whatever you need. Because, you know, by then, you know, I still feel it, but it wasn't really affecting me. You know, I had no numbness. I had no paralyzed, like I was paralyzed on one side. I was okay. You know, it was just... This is the stuff that's happening. I did feel a little headache coming because of my high blood pressure, but but uh, eventually it went down. Actually, she was going to give me some medication for my high blood pressure, but when she took my blood pressure, it was actually 145 over 86. So it, it went down on its own. And remember, I didn't take no medication. I think she only gave me an aspirin and some uh, Lipitor because she thought uh, that's what they needed for my, if I was going to have a stroke. Um, So other than that, I didn't get no um, high blood pressure medicine. As soon as she was going to give it to me, she took my pressure one more time. It went down to the 145. So she goes, okay, I'll be back. She came back. She goes, I'm not going to give you that. If I give you the blood pressure medicine, you're going to drop dramatically because this is what it's supposed to do, drop it dramatically. Uh, so I didn't get it. So by then, um, it was about two hours when they told me they were going to transport me. So now they said, we're going to look for a room. We're going to monitor your vitals until that time. Uh, so it was it was noon. So you know, I asked him, hey, can I eat? You know, is it okay if I eat? And she goes, yeah. I go, can I get my wife get me something? She goes, yes. So I ate. It was about noon. And I'm like, okay. So I was there another five hours waiting for the main hospital to get a room. And then once they found the room, they had to get an ambulance to transport me. They did not want my wife or anybody to take me. They didn't feel comfortable doing that in case I end up do stroking out on the way to the hospital that I would need to have some type of medical help. And with the ambulance, they were able to do that. Now, it's five o'clock. Now, what does that tell you? It's traffic time. Oh, my God. And we were stuck in traffic. I think it took me about a good hour to get to the hospital with all the traffic. But, you know, the the ambulance driver was great. You know, he I was there was no hard stops or anything. You know, he got me there. Everything was fine. There was a person in the back monitoring my uh, blood pressure, asking me questions, checking on me and so forth. So I those paramedics that were in there, I, you know, salute them. Thank you for helping me during that. Uh, but basically, they didn't have to do anything. You know, the person in the back of the machine does it automatically, the blood pressure. So I was fine. Finally get my room. I go up there. They Again, all the doctors and all the nurses start coming in, start taking my vitals, start asking me questions, start setting me up for the, the night and say, you're going to be here for 24 hours. We're going to start. We need, we need to get you an MRI right away. 
The doctor comes in and says, yes, I'm going to schedule for an MRI, but uh, at the time, there's nobody here. We won't be able to give you an MRI till the next morning, which is fine for me because, again, I'm feeling good, you know. Um, so, and for, for the rest of the night, all they did was pretty much take my vitals and just check on me. Uh, I did ask for food, but apparently for now, you have to take this test to make sure you do, you swallow correctly. You have no obstructions in your throat. So in order for me to eat or drink anything, I had to pass this test. I told, told the nurse that, hey, I'm hungry. She goes, you got to pass the test. I said, okay, set me up for it. Let's go. I want to I wanna eat. She says, okay. She goes, well, it's good you have your, you're able to eat. I'm like, okay, great. So I think it was seven. So about another hour, it was eight o'clock. And I'm like, hey, nurse, what's going on? She goes, oh, well, your, your uh, test is not scheduled till the morning. And I'm like, doc, I haven't eaten since 12 o'clock. I'm, I'm sorry, it was a nurse. Like, I'm hungry. She goes, okay, uh, let me see what I could do. I'm like, okay. So then I, I wait. In about 30 minutes, she comes back with some water, jello, and some pudding. I'm like, okay. She goes, I, uh, here, I'm going to give you a test. Drink the water. I'm like, I drink about half the cup. And he goes, can you swallow? I go, yeah, no problem. She goes, take a sip of the pudding. Took it. She goes, okay, it's fine. You, you, I mean, she goes, I, I think right now you could do this. I'm like, okay, cool. So I ate the pudding, ate the jello. Then she comes back like an hour later. I'm like, uh, so what happened with the tray? Oh, no, you're going to have to wait for the morning. So I'm like, all I ate was just a pudding and a jello, which I thank the nurse for giving me that. But I'm like, why can't they get people to do the test in the evening who were hungry, who haven't eaten all day? I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm like, oh, well, well, you know what? I So I just watched some TV and waited for the next morning, I guess. Now, at this time, my wife's trying to call me. She called me and she's like, but unfortunately, you can't have any visitors after 7 p.m. And due to COVID, nobody could spend a night, which is fine for me because the quiet time is the best for me. So I'm good. You know, I was except for the hungry and I was getting a headache and I told the nurse I'm getting headaches. She goes, probably because you haven't eaten. I go, yeah. So she gave me some medicine for my headache. Eventually it started going away. Uh, so I was just watching TV and uh, that's all I do. And I think I finally closed my eyes around 1030, you know, like, okay, no need to stay. You know, if you've been in the hospital, they, they wake you up so many times at night. And I usually take some sleeping meds to go to bed, you know, besides melatonin, I have uh, uh, prescribed medicine. But I wasn't able to get any medication. So, but I was luckily I was able to fall asleep. The nurse asking me again, you know, how are you feeling? Are you tingling and all that? And I said, no, no, actually I'm feeling better. So she says, okay. So at night I get woken up about, you know, check my vitals, check my blood pressure. But the weird thing was this, the nurse woke me up twice because I was able to sleep. I guess because it was quiet. She goes, your heartbeat is very low. Has anybody told you that? I'm like, no, because nobody's usually with me that has to monitor it when I'm asleep at night. You know, I've been in the hospital a couple of times, but nobody's ever told me that. So she's like, okay. And I think that was like one in the morning. And then about four in the morning, she wakes me up again and says, hey, your, um, your heartbeat was very low. I'm like, okay, well, I can't do nothing about it. I'm like, okay, I mean, uh, thank you, but... Thanks for letting me know. She goes, well, I just have to wake you up to make sure like you don't go any lower. I'm like, okay, all right. Well, thank you. But 
Not much I could do about it. Now, between all that, I am getting woken up by, again, the vitals and all that, you know, and constantly being checked. Um, so it's morning time. It's about 6.30. I end up just waking up and um, I'm able to go to the restroom by myself. I'm fine getting up on my own. I could walk, you know, usually, I guess. I'm thinking if you have these symptoms, your your legs are numb, you're, you're, you don't have feelings on your leg. Uh, so you can't walk or anything, but I was feeling fine. So my mind, I'm thinking it's not no stroke because I'm feeling no additional symptoms. But again, you know, just because I'm feeling good at one time doesn't mean it's, you know, I'm not going to feel bad another time. That's what they were telling me. So I said, okay, I'm like, let's, let's, I go, okay, what do I got to do now? Can we get this test started? So finally, I think about eight o'clock, the person who does the test for eating came in Pass the test with no problem. All right, great. Then I get this cognitive test and a memory test. You know, they're pretty much, uh, just remember this. Um, point to the window, and I point to the window. Point to a chair, and I do all this, you know, point to whatever, and I do it. Then they go, okay, point to the window and the chair, okay? Did that a few times, then they go, okay, point to the window, chair, and the floor. So they did that a couple of times, you know, so I guess... I make sure I'm cognitive. I'm, I'm doing fine. I guess also for the memory. And then she gave me a couple of words. She says, in five minutes, I need you to remember these five words. So I'm like, okay. So she goes through other tests. You know, she asks like, what's today's date? What is the, where am I at? What happened? Um, and gives me these, these tests like, okay, what's green and grows from the ground? Well, okay. Well, grass, you know, um, what has wheels and, takes you to places well a car you know it kind of tests like those of course i passed those with flying colors and i I remember all the words so i'm great so that test is done i'm like okay cool i i told the nurse like hey i haven't eaten since yesterday the the one who was taking my uh test the eating test and she goes okay i'm gonna let your nurse know that hey you you could go ahead and eat i'm like cool get some breakfast so I wait a while, got another nurse comes in, they start doing a test on my heart. But by this time, my wife's already came. So she goes, well, we're going to need to do this test to check if your heart, you don't have a hole in your heart uh, to make sure. She goes, sometimes those are the symptoms where people have a hole in the heart. And I'm like, cool, do your test, whatever you need to do. So she goes to that, it takes about 30 minutes. At that time, my wife shows up at the same time. So my wife just in time to see all that happen. And I'm like, okay, cool, waiting game. And then I get these two other ladies come in and they had to do some physical tests and balance tests and my reflexes. So they do all that. They said, can you, let's, we got to do a test where you walk down the hall. Cool. She goes, you need, you need any help? No, I've been getting up in the restroom by myself, so I'm good. So I went down the hall, came back, walked, no assistance. He goes, okay, you pass all these tests, these physical tests, reflex tests, and all that. So this is, so at this time, I'm pretty much thinking, okay, cool. You know, these are not signs, you know, like I'm passing these tests. So I'm more likely I don't have a stroke. So then I started thinking about what the other doctor said at the first uh, urgent care about this clot. So I'm thinking, okay, well. Maybe I'm getting a clot. Maybe that's exactly what's happening there. So, which to me is, and because she also made a comment. She goes, well, if it's a, a clot, then all we got to do is just go in there and get it out. And, or she said snip it or something. So I'm like, 
cool. Surgeries never bothered me. You know, I have uh, hernia surgeries. I had gallbladder taken out. I like those surgeries because I, you know, you go in there, you you stay in the hospital for a couple of days, and you get out. Like, okay, you get some peaceful time in there, and you get some good rest, especially with the anesthesia when they put you under. That is great. So, surgeries never bothered me. I was never nervous about what's going on. I'm like, let's take care of this right away. And to me was, since I'm in the hospital, might as well do it now. I mean, that way we don't have to schedule something in six weeks or go in there. I have to do um, where you go check in, you know, and and you got to make sure you don't have COVID now and all these tests, you know, now I'm there. Let's do it. Uh, so that's so. So to me, that was my mindset. OK, well, maybe it's not a stroke. It's this clock. We could take care of this today or tomorrow. We're done. All right, let's move on. Next step. Uh, so that's what I was thinking. So then I started, I go get a CAT scan and they put some contrast in it and I go, okay, went that. Then I finally get the MRI. I'm like, cool. All right. Once I get the MRI, we're done. The MRI tells you pretty much if you had a stroke uh, about your arteries, it gives you all the information that you need. And they said a neurologist will talk to you afterwards. And I'm like, cool, great. Let, let, let's do this. I've been waiting for this MRI. So I get this MRI. I go in there. It takes about 20 minutes. I go back to my room. By then, it's pretty much about 1130. I'm like, nurse, I know I've been doing these tests, but where's my food? You're like, where's breakfast? And she goes, oh, well, um, you have to take that test. I go, I took it. The nurse who was taking the test or the, the person said they didn't talk to you. She goes, yeah, okay, but they didn't tell me to put it into the doctor. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, you know, you should know the steps, what to do. So now she has to get permission from the doctor to, to see if I could eat. I'm like, oh, my gosh, come on. So the doctor comes in, talks to me and says, you know, the, the CAT scan looks good. Uh, the, you had no heart problems. The heart was good. Um, she goes, she asked if I feeling the symptoms anymore. I go, nope, no symptoms. I'm good. I feel good. I go, only thing is I have a headache because I haven't eaten. She goes, okay, I already told the nurse to put your food in and order in. Because remember, I, I, it's going to be 24 hours since I ate besides the gel and the pudding. And then when I took that eating test, it was pretty much water and uh, pudding and, and some crackers. And the, and the nurse who took to, to make sure like I could eat well was all like, can you drink the water? Yes. Can you swallow the pudding? Yes. And then she made me open my mouth and go, ah, she's looking, she's trying to hear the sound and make sure everything's fine. She gave me two crackers. I took some little pieces. I ate them. She, and she made me go, ah, again, you know, for a long time. And, and she was, okay, you're great. You could eat. I'm like, that, that's how simple these tests were. And I'm like, if I pass this test earlier, why am I not eating right now? Because, you know, after 24 hours, you're hungry. And I tore up those crackers and puddings real easy. It was just two crackers and a small thing of pudding. And, man, I was licking that pudding up. I'm like, come on, man, I'm, I'm hungry. The only thing I was able to drink is water, which I drink a lot of water as it is. So water was fine for me. Uh, but I was still hungry. I'm passing these tests. Everything looks good. The, the doctor says everything looks fine. My, my CAT scan came fine. She didn't really see anything wrong on the MRI. She goes, but I'm not a neurologist. The neurologist is the final say-so on everything. 
She, she goes, so based on the neurologist, I think it's probably going to be your blood pressure that was causing this because you had some spikes in your blood pressure. Your dosage has been increased recently and you, you're having more migraines. And she goes, this could play with your, with your body on certain things that are happening. She goes, but again, we got to wait for the neurologist. So this was her diagnosis. It's probably going to be the high blood pressure. I'm waiting, and then I get called that I need to do another uh, CAT scan. So I'm like, fine, maybe I do have something. Maybe something is wrong with my arteries. You know, if that's a problem, then we could take care of this. I go get the CAT scan. It's going to be with some contrast. The radiation tech told me that it's going to be with some contrast. It's going to go through my body. And she told me, it's going to feel like you soiled yourself, like you went to the potty on yourself. She goes, but you're not. It's just going to feel like that. I'm like, okay, this is cool. I want to see how this happens. So I go in there, I lay down, and they start running the contrast inside me. And I, and I start feeling it go through my body. And the CAT scan is on. It's, it, I'm in there, and it's doing its thing. And I feel pressure. I'm like, whoa. And I feel like warm pressure like uh, towards my backside. And then my front side, the same thing. And I'm like... Did it relax me where I did do it? Or do I just think I just soiled myself? And I went to the potty on myself. I'm like, oh, no. No, 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 no. So it's done. The, uh, the tech comes to me. She goes, how do you feel? <laughs> I go, I feel like I did potty on myself. And she goes, no, don't worry. You didn't. I told her, okay, I'm going to trust you on this. So I get up. I'm walking. I'm trusting her. So she's in front of me. I'm walking to the wheelchair because you got to get in the wheelchair. At the same time, I'm feeling myself just to make sure I didn't potty on myself. And sure enough, I did not. I did not potty on myself. But if you've taken that test before, you know how it feels. Or if they ever ask you, I mean, if you ever have to take a test like that and they tell you that, you're going to feel like you did potty on yourself. So that was an experience. So I'm going back to my room. Now, the tech that picked me up from, from radiology, she was probably about in her early 20s. And you could tell she's very hypered. I'm not sure she's doing drugs or something like speed or something, but she was overly hypered. I was even going fast on the wheelchair, which I didn't mind because I could get in and out. And she was like dancing, moving a lot. You know, she couldn't stay still. I feel like Tom Cruise when, uh, in the Need of Speed movie when they're going through the wheelchairs and they're racing each other. That's how pretty much I felt going back and forth to my room. So now I'm in my room. I've taken all the tests now. So now I'm just waiting for the neurologist. So after about 30 minutes, the neurologist finally comes in. He said, you did not have a stroke. There was no evidence of a stroke. Uh, we asked about the blood clots because the first hospital, the urgent care uh, stated that I might have some blood clots in my brain. He said, no, we did the contrast on that. All your arteries, veins are all good. I go, what about the heart? Because uh, they did a test and they said the heart came out good. No holes in the heart or anything. You're, you're good on your heart. And so I explained to them, what did I feel? Was it coincidence? And because of what happened, I explained the situation. He pretty much told me it's my blood pressure because it's been spiking up. Pretty much the same diagnosis as the uh, doctor right before him. But this was the neurologist who, who sees the MRI, the, the CAT scans. And he was saying, I'm good. 
Uh, if I ever do experience anything like this again, to please go to the hospital. Do not shake it off. Even though this was not a stroke, don't let this deter you from going back to the hospital. So he said, I had to monitor my blood pressure. I had to keep it down. I had to change my diet. I have to exercise more. Stay away from sodium. Stay away from sugar. I'm like, whoa, that's everything good. There's nothing left after pretty much sugar, you know. But I pretty much knew I had to cut back. I have been gaining weight in the last three or four years. You know, so I have been gaining weight. I have started walking, but not really putting much emphasis on it. Didn't really mind skipping a day or two. But now after this, I really need to control. They did say to watch my glucose and my levels because I am borderline pre-diabetic. And I said, what about diabetic? Go, no, you're pre-diabetic. You know, if you clear this up, lose some weight, get your diet under the control, you would not be diabetic. So he said, this is your warning. I told myself, I got to do this. You know, I have a family. I still want to do a lot of things and I don't want anything to hold me back. So that's what I'm going to do. So that was pretty much my experience. So my diagnosis was control your blood pressure. Now, my neighbor across the street died from high blood pressure, though he didn't take his meds as often as he should and didn't control his diet because I could see him out there drinking two liters of Pepsi or Coke or whatever. You know what? It was actually Dr. Pepper. He would have a two liter in his hand drinking Dr. Pepper and he will walk to the store, grab some chips or something. And that's what he'll do. That was his thing. He didn't control his diet. He did have a big belly and it wasn't a beer belly. It was more of just snacks, food, sodas. I seen the result of what happens when you don't control your blood pressure by my neighbor cross and, and I see myself in those symptoms. So I'm changing my life. I'm changing my diet. I'm going to get out there and do more physical. I'm going to go back to the weights. I'm going to go back to, uh, to walking and eventually get back into jogging because I used to be a good runner. Uh, life happened, life got in the way and I actually stopped running. So that's what I'm going to do. Get back into shape and start eating right. So that was my experience. That was my, my wake-up call. Even though everything was on the left side, it was just pretty much a coincidence. Or that's Jesus telling me to get my act together. Tell me about any experiences you had with close calls or you had a, a stroke or something. Tell me about how life has changed. Let me know your stories. And maybe we could actually put one on here and we'll talk about your story and share it with everybody. Thank you for listening to Hey You. Stay tuned for the next episode.